Hello, Internet, and welcome once again to the Always Online Multiplayer Gaming Podcast brought to you by MMOBomb.com, your home for all things multiplayer related. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, aka Magic Man, and this is episode 460. 460, we're doing it live, as we always do, twitch.tv slash MMOBomb, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Hope you'll join us sometime. we got chat standing by to chime in with their opinions to all kinds of crazy crap in the world of multiplayer gaming this week. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, iTunes, any of those podcast platforms, thank you so much. Give us a thumbs up, a like, a review, a subscribe, and most importantly, on YouTube and on MMOBomb.com, your weekly bombs and question of the week answers. Vital, important part of the show. I don't have them. Can't do them. So that portion all depends on you. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. And of course, for all the latest articles, giveaways, first look videos and stuff, hit up the website. That's the one that pays the bills, right? MMOBomb.com. Anthony just put up the next of our top games to watch in 2023 category lists. And this is shooter MMOs. So definitely go check that out. What's up, Baron? Joining me today to go over all the, well, some of it fun, but some of it not stuff, uh, Ms. Quintlin Bowers. What's up, Q? What do you mean some of it fun? There's like maybe a fun thing here. I mean, the the, the last one, the neat thing is that's good. I, the, the second part in the second topic, I think, is, is more funny than anything. Uh, for those that don't know, I'll explain it a little bit. And and yeah, yeah. And then like the the number one topic, you're right, is like just fighting within the gaming industry, just like all over the place. If you're not getting laid off right now, you're getting you're in a fight with somebody. You're in a fight. I mean, with I guess somebody. we could sell tickets. And that is a great idea. Maybe then it would be fun. That is a great. I'm pretty sure like Microsoft's FTC thing, like you can publicly attend those calls and stuff. But we'll sell tickets anyway. What are they gonna do? I mean, they're busy. The government's busy. They're never going to find out, right? Ever. Also on the line, welcome back. It's 2023. Aspen Pash, Rose Hoppa herself is back. Hope you had a wonderful holiday season with the family there. I did. It was so nice. And I know we're almost into February, but Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Kicking 2023 into high gear here. You, you you spent some time with the family. The parents came into Japan, and you got to spend some time there. I mean, that just sounds great. And and the family's a little bigger. <laughs> yes, the family is a little bigger with a little girl named Luca. Oh, congratulations! Congratulations! So first time, mommy, daddy, right? Yes. Yeah. How, how's the sleep fine. schedule been? <laughs> oh, it's non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> Aspen's like, I play MMOs at three in the morning. Yeah, so it's actually perfect. <laughs> because I know somebody needs to eat at 345. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations. What a way to ring in the new year, right? Like have a baby in December and immediately it's their first Christmas. Like immediately yeah, it's the exactly. first Christmas. You're like, oh, great. Now I got to buy a bunch of gifts for this thing we just brought home two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah congratulations obviously to to you and your husband and good health and and welcome to the world as crazy it, it, as it is and in the games yeah. industry let's talk about exactly how crazy it is with some news okay 
There we go. All right, so there is a lot of fighting right now in the games industry, whether that be legislative bodies against gaming companies, gaming companies against gaming companies, gaming companies against the public, the public against gaming companies, and sometimes even just gaming companies against their own employees. Uh, and so we're going to start this segment with a little bit of an update to something that we talked about on last week's show, and that was the awesome sixth delay of Skull and Bones as Ubisoft then went on to not only delay that game, but cancel three unannounced projects. We also now know, effective yesterday, we put it on the site, Project Q, they're kind of battle royale, but not really a battle royale. That was canceled we don't know if they kind of lumped that in as part of the three unannounced projects, even though we knew about it or not, but that's gone. And then we did talk about Yves Guimot basically telling his staff, hey, the ball's in your court to, to deliver. Uh, we're streamlining things. The ball's totally in your court. And apparently Aspen employees and unions in particular didn't take too kindly to those remarks, did they? No, and, you know, Ubisoft has always kind of had that issue of not treating their employees well and having a really terrible work-life balance. And when <laughs> the CEO comes out and says those just terrible comments, of course they're going to be upset. And thus, therefore, they wanted to call the Paris workers to strike and to not work yeah it was gonna be like a half day strike on february or uh, sorry uh friday january 27th so that's coming up here's what the union uh had to say about it q uh they and their their demands right they said first off due to gimmo only understanding the relationship of power that's why they were asking for this uh, and saying, hey, that whole ball's in your court. Um, yeah, that's code for you better deliver or we're going to lay people off or, or not renew contracts, things like that. They did talk about the fact that, and it's something we reported, that they didn't technically lay off people, but they were kind of unofficially doing it by not renewing contracts or not backfilling positions. Um, yeah. Gimo said that he wanted employees to be careful about their spending, and the French trade union took that as staff reductions, discrete studio closures, salary cuts, disguised layoffs, and they demanded an immediate 10% increase for all salaries, regardless of annual increases to compensate for inflation. With the hundreds of millions of euros obtained from Tencent, there is money in the coffers of the employers. An improvement on working conditions, with, in, uh, with uh, in particular the implementation of a four-day work week, transparency on the evolution of the workforce, both locally and globally, and a strong commitment against disguised dismissals and a condemnation of abusive managerial policies that push employees to resign. So kind of covering all the bases there of stop trying to get people out without saying you're getting rid of people. And by the way, the ones that are there take care of them better. I don't know if a one half day strike does this, but it certainly starts to set the tone. And we saw limited strikes out of Blizzard, uh, you know, one day here, one day here, one day here, did actually have some effect on 
decisions going forward. Not that it's solved everything, but maybe a little wake-up call could help here with uh, some of the Ubisoft leadership. So the thing about a day here, a day here, a day here, right, is if you keep doing that consistently, then eventually there's shit just not getting done. Yeah, a half a day strike does nothing. Like they've they've probably got something written in there somewhere for like snow days or something, right? You lose a half a day. But if you keep going, right, a day here, a day there, you lose an entire week's worth, month's worth or whatever. The um, interesting thing here, and, and it's gonna be across the board on a lot of these things that we talk about too, is something to remember is it is January. And in industries, this is official layoff time. So they can readjust their budgets and do all of that stuff and everything, right? Like, Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, we're certainly seeing it with Microsoft it. laying off 10K, hitting Bethesda, hitting Halo, hitting all those other companies. Uh, and Riot uh, today, we reported, laid off like over 40 employees there. I mean, it, and multiple media sites are doing the same thing. It just happens all over the place right now. Right. It's always because they're switching in and they're, they're setting the new budget and stuff. And that's not making an excuse for it. It's actually showing how nefarious this kind of stuff is in that now, not only is it just, look, this would be when people get laid off in lots of industries. This, uh, like, uh, uh, the reason I know it is because years ago, a friend of mine was explaining it to me that it happens in the insurance industry, right? Yeah. Like, it, it's one of those things they lay off they hire again later hopefully at a lower price to keep their shit down and everything else but this is like taking it a step further and being like oh no 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 you guys are to blame for it it's not that we're rebudgeting so that the people who were you know getting those big bonuses for sitting around in an office all day get even bigger bonuses it's all your fault you're getting laid off yeah like yeah and, and he like, did and yves gamo did have to backtrack things obviously right uh and he's done this before i i can't remember exactly what it was q maybe you can remember or aspen you remember like in the last six months he said something and it had to be walked back or reworded later that's not exactly what i meant type deal you're the ceo bro like sit down with pr and and people that do that for a living and let them help craft the message for you if you can't do this on your own. I don't think the CEO needs to necessarily have that skill set. It's a very particular skill set, but if you don't, then get with the people that do because the the amount of times you have to walk things back and again, it's a french-based company so you have to add in aspen that added complexity of What's this look like when it's translated? You know, does this have the same context? Am I using a French idiom that isn't going to translate into English very well? All those things need to be taken into consideration, and clearly he just doesn't have that capability. So surround yourself with people to do. Yeah, exactly. And what what he said last time was about... um addressing the company's toxic work environment and he's like you need to create a little bit more friction oh that's i believe it was right. that's it. yeah yeah oh. <laughs> he was like it, 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 a little friction breeds creativity or it's like get the yeah, yeah, yeah. hell out of here now he <laughs> did like, what yeah yeah i don't i don't know about you that's not the way i work uh now he had to have a call <laughs> with an employee with employees and he did open up by that call by apologizing for the whole ball is in your court thing and changed it to the ball is in our court. 
Uh, but yeah, basically after that, it was the employees grilling the crap out of him with questions uh, about blame shifting and trend chasing for their whole like comments about, no, they only like uh, high-end IPs and that gamers don't want new stuff anymore. Like it was, it was bad. It was, and deservedly so. Wait, wait, wait. Did he go to the school of Bobby Kotick? Yeah, basically, basically. It's something else I, I realized while you were discussing this, too. It, there's just a thing about CEOs or whatever at game companies that they really need. They, they just decide that their PR people are not people worth talking to, apparently. Yeah. Because I, we had the same problem, you know, several years back with Smed, right? They had to kick his ass out because he was picking fights with people on Twitter. And I get it. He was mad, but... And and he was mad for a relatively good reason, but still, like, <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Why are you yeah. doing? You this? hire PR people for a specific reason. Use them. Use them. Politicians do the same thing, right? They get themselves in trouble when they don't run something by their PR people first, and then they're like, "No, that didn't come off exactly the way I meant it. <laughs> that didn't. That didn't." He comes across a flinching and Chad comes across as so dodgy from the outside. He definitely does. He definitely does. Use Gimmo. Absolutely. Absolutely. Pantheon Plus joining us for the first time in chat. Hey, thanks. Now, the rest of the show, let's talk about Pantheon Rise of the Fallen, a game that we all know I'm looking forward to, and the two of you, probably not. So it's going to be an interesting 45 minutes from here. No, we, we got other stuff to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> let's, it's like, that's let's not do in that. the show notes, though. <laughs> that's not in the show notes. I wasn't ready for this. Um... Next up in the world of the video game industry, just eating itself to death, Diablo Immortal now facing uh, additional scrutiny. There was some stuff in the uh, overseas about legislation, about loot boxes and stuff like that. This isn't that. Uh, this is the Blessing of the Worthy legendary gem that was introduced in the game. Could end up um, falling into a class action lawsuit. For the old bait and switch. So here's the deal. The item's original description offered players the chance to deal damage equal to their maximum health. It was like a 20% chance, right? And so if you have a lot of health and that procs, boom, you do a lot of damage. According to Polygon, it's a 20% chance to do damage worth 12% of their maximum health. That part's true when the gem is at level 2. If you level it up again, though, it's actually based on the player's current health. So if you're almost dead, <laughs> <laughs> the gem is awful. More importantly, it doesn't do what it said it was going to do if you level the gem up. So a lot, and you could only, this was in a number of different bundles, some of them as, as much as, you know, over $100 USD. So people bought it for that stat reason, Aspen, then turn around, level it up, and all of a sudden, it doesn't do what they bought it for. And Blizzard was like, no, we changed the description, and here's some free gems, not recognizing that maybe I don't want gems. The only reason I bought this was I wanted that item, and if that item didn't do what it said it did, then I wouldn't have bought it at all. I don't want gems at this point may be filing a class action lawsuit. There's there's a whole claims form. You can go fill it out, and a law firm is considering this. I honestly think they should do it, Rose. I, I honestly yeah. think they just should. 
I mean, because we hear about this all the time, especially with Blizzard, and I don't think anything's really come out of it before. Like, I don't think a lawsuit's ever, like, finalized, but I feel like they have a really good case on this. And honestly, Blizzard needs to be taken down because it's just, like, not acceptable, and it happens all the time. Diablo Immortal's a mess, Q. It's just an absolute mess. When I was writing this, when you gave it to me to write, I was like, wait, is this the thing where they had the two the two things, the one that was in the shop and the one that wasn't in the shop? Or or what like, but you know, one was a little bit less powerful than the other, but their icons look the same, that whole thing. Oh, yeah. When I first started uh, writing it, I was crest. thinking that before I read through, I was thinking that was what this was about. I was like, oh, and, and so to, for it to be a completely different thing. <laughs> yeah, like, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so the lawsuit, uh, <laughs> here's the other thing too, right? Like if you're Blizzard right now, it's like, I, pardon the language, but it is not the time to fuck around and find out. It just isn't <laughs> for for Blizzard. You have to be careful right now. You've got the CWA breathing down your neck. You now have your third studio that unionized underneath you. Like you have the lawsuits uh, from California and stuff like that still pending. You have a lot on your plate. It's kind of like a best public behavior situation for a while. So who noticed the this whole situation? Well, it was the Communication Workers of America, who you literally know, Aspen, have been banging at your door for a chance to, to get in there and take you down or hurt you in some way. They're the ones that they hate. They pointed it out to a class action law firm. I'm going to butcher this pronunciation and I apologize. Migliaco and Rathod LLP. And they're now, uh, they have a form on their site that if you purchase the gems to get this thing, you can get in contact with them. They call it a bait and switch. And you know what? They're right. They're right. It is. So if you want to see a little retribution, what it, that looks like, Aspen, here's your, uh, your staff at NetEase tearing down the orc statue after the Blizzard licensing agreement. Uh, did not renew. Did not renew. <sighs> did you read their whole response? The their like statement. Yeah. Yeah. That that was catty as hell, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> they... but like, <laughs> so I mean, I don't know how much of a big deal it is, but when you think about when this news broke. This happens during China's biggest holiday, the Chinese New Year, which I also think is just kind of sleazy. And now, like, in all of Blizzard's games that are no longer played in China, they're having a Chinese New Year event, which I just feel like is so distasteful. They're, so I don't know. I it, like it. Blizzard. I like yeah, I kind of do, too. I mean, it, it does feel like watching your parents fight to a certain extent. Because Blizzard kind of like dropped the news this week that, hey, uh, yeah, NetEase, that's done. WoW is done in China, at least for now. Obviously, they're looking for new partners. Um, oh, by the way, we offered NetEase a six-month extension. And like tried to – the statement didn't it, – it should never have been put out. Like it doesn't matter. Even if you did and they didn't accept it for whatever reasons, okay, it didn't work out. But like they, Blizzard almost did it to be like, hey, 
we're the good guys here, China. We tried to keep the game up for six more months. NetEase said no. Well, NetEase isn't going to sit around and just take that cue, if that's, particularly if that's not the case. And so NetEase in their statement says, you know, first we want to respond to NetEase refused the six-month service extension proposed by, by Blizzard. And I'm not going to read the whole statement, but in short, it basically says, hey, Blizzard's already negotiating with other places. And as far as we would be aware, that's probably a three-year deal, similar to three-year deals that we had renewed in the past. Why would we take a six-month extension just to give you the additional time to negotiate a three-year deal with somebody else? It doesn't make sense for us to do that. It just does not make sense. They said that their Blizzard's surprise announcement on this was brash, unseemly, and commercially illogical. Its overconfidence does not take into account where players and net ease have been placed by this kind of demand, riding a mule while looking for a horse, and divorce but still try to live together behavior. <laughs> like <laughs> they they pulled out all the stops here, Q. <laughs> I think my favorite thing that was noted in the article and it showed in the video too, when they, they like at the very end where they were passing around the drinks mm -hmm. was the blizzard green tea. <laughs> I yep. didn't know that. I didn't know it because like, I think a green tea is this really amazing, great thing, I, you know, and they're just like, it's a, it's a slur that refers to someone who appears wholesome, but is anything but that. Yeah. Although at this point, does Blizzard really appear wholesome? No, like, no. But that, that's what they were trying to do here, though. Very much so. We tried to get you six more months, China. NetEase wasn't having any of it. They also said that some media reported that NetEase wants to control the IP. They said, we're concerned some media have received rumors that NetEase wants to control Blizzard's IP. In the past 14 years of long-term cooperation, NetEase has used and licensed any Blizzard IP in accordance with the terms of the contract and has obtained Blizzard's consent and approval. All IP cooperation with other partners is also based on that principle. So saying no dice there. And then a little warning, which I think is, this is where it gets a little like, oh, did you really have to go there, Aspen? There is going to be a tool uh, for Chinese players to kind of uh, archive their character and progress and everything with the intent of hopefully being able to import that into World of Warcraft with a new publisher. They just want to remind everybody that that feature has nothing to do with them. It's Blizzard only, Blizzard proposed, Blizzard developed. NetEase has not done any side testing using, and there may be unknown security risks if this feature causes a loss of virtual property or inability to play. Blizzard shall bear the full responsibility. <laughs> and then they end it. Of course, the most important thing is to wish everyone a happy new year. <laughs> <laughs> I am glad that they did like specify that. I thought it was NetEase that was doing the whole data um downloads nope. for their characters so i was like oh this is gonna be so much fun like i can't wait to see what happens with this and uh we we didn't put anything up this week because this story is actually like three weeks old but people are just kind of now getting a hold of it there is an mmorpg that looks suspiciously like world of warcraft being revealed by tencent just saying. 
enough. See, that- I was wondering if Tencent would be who Blizzard would go to because Tencent has more money to dole out. No, I think they're just going to steal it. Um, I'm pretty sure they're just. <laughs> I they're mean, just yeah, it. it is. It is China. They don't care. <laughs> Yeah, and when when the trailer like was very uh, was shown and was very wow that looks like Cataclysm you know with Deathwing on top of Stormwind and wow that looks like yeah it, it was just beat after beat in their trailer uh, and when some, it started catching on on Twitter even Chris Metzen replied huh that's all he replied on Twitter he just huh so look for uh, Tencent to be getting in on the World of Warcraft fun. Wonder how Metzen's feeling about being black back at Blizzard now. Well, yeah, his position's really weird too. Like he's not technically at yeah, Blizzard. At, at like Blizzard. he can still he's still doing his own company stuff, but he's part of like the creative team uh, advisor to the creative team. So it's like he's like in this like Blizzard limbo. He's like, look, I want to help you, but I don't want to work for you. Like, like <laughs> I, I like Warcraft. I hate you. Uh, it's kind of. Is the way that uh, that I interpret it. Um, what's going on over at Halo right now, Aspen? What's the deal there? Yeah, so poor poor Halo. They've been struggling for what seems like years. But <laughs> um, yeah, so Microsoft's recently... 10K layoffs certainly aren't helping. No, yeah, exactly. And it seems that 343 Industries, and that's the developer behind Halo, Halo Infinite, seems to be struggling the most with those layoffs. It's the one that's been hit the hardest. Um, Bonnie Ross left the industries a while ago after, I think it was a month ago, due to family issues. Yeah. I mean, people were happy to see her leave. But yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah, they, I think that was more of a woo than anything else. But of course, it's sad, whatever the family issues might be. And then uh, their creative director just recently left as well, but on his own accord, not fired. And I just, I don't know what's going to happen. Like Halo was such this amazing franchise and it just keeps plummeting lower and lower. And these layoffs, I, I kind of worry about the IP. Yeah, I mean, not only did uh, the Halo team get hit, but apparently, like, the Elder Scrolls Online slash Bethesda team, that got hit, too. I mean, like you said, Q, tis the season uh, for these types of things. But the the numbers are bigger than than normal. Chirac says that Halo died when Bungie sold that. Weren't all of them before Infinite considered good? Well, remember... Um, Joseph Staten, the, the creative director, like, came back. To Halo, uh, right? Like he was doing some other stuff at Xbox, and th- when they were initially having development problems, he came back to like, "I'll help and and do." It. And now is like, mm, "Okay, I'm going to go back to Xbox publishing divisions now." So, <laughs> like, he came in 2020, I think it was. Aspen, you wrote it. I think it's 2020, right? Yeah, it was 2020. Yeah, he came and joined. He so he's relatively new uh, to the team, two years. And now is, no, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Microsoft probably going to get slapped by the EU. Uh, So they've been doing their whole investigation of the Activision Blizzard stuff. And uh, yeah, the EU still has till April 11th for deadlines and all this stuff. But they're probably going to slap Microsoft with an antitrust warning uh, sometime in the next few weeks. Uh, this is over concerns that they have 
for the proposed acquisition. Now, remember, Microsoft has been trying to like placate a lot of these things, not just in the EU, but here in the FTC by like offering 10-year deals to different companies for Call of Duty and, and all these different concessions. It's not going to get them out of the, the UK deal. So uh, the I'm sorry, the EU deal. Uh, the regulars there say to avert a statement of charge and shorten the regulatory process was Microsoft's whole intent there, but we're not they're not expected to be open to remedies without first sending out the charge sheet. So the EU kind of saying, you can make all these remedies, but we're going to put our concerns in writing first. Just because you say you're making these remedies, and maybe you do, that's fine, we're going to put the concerns on paper first. So, yeah, this is kind of a big deal. Doesn't mean that it's off by any stretch of the imaginations at, at, at all, Q, but this is kind of a big deal and a little bit of a setback for what I think Microsoft maybe went into with a little more rose-colored glasses than they should have of this is just a normal acquisition. We shouldn't have any problems here. The charge sheet, a statement of objections expected to be released in the, the coming weeks here. It's amazing to me that they thought that by that they, Microsoft, after having bought several companies, turning around and buying, you know, ABK, because it's not just Blizzard you're getting, it's Activision, Blizzard, and King, which probably shouldn't have ever been together in the first place. <laughs> like, True. Yeah. And I mean, like, we did talk about on last week's show... Stopped. On last week's show, we talked about Google and NVIDIA now being a little concerned about this. Magic Slinky wants me to note here on the Halo thing that Staten came back to help, and now that it's finished, he's going back to Xbox stuff, so maybe it shouldn't be taken as a, oh, the ship is sinking, I'm out. I would agree with you if Halo Infinite were finished. Uh, I, I don't... There's so much going on there that I... I uh, I'll defer to you as a Halo player and, and not being a halo player sorry go ahead q so yeah like like i was saying like you already have like microsoft you know right they're sitting there on all these other companies and then you have you know blizzard over here you know be or activision being sitting on all these other companies and then they're like okay let's just smush them together and it's like you get where sony is coming from because they're a direct competitor. Like everybody right. just ignores Nintendo, fine, because Nintendo's just going to Nintendo anyway. They don't give a crap. But, but then you know, as far as like people, when they actually start to decide to care about you know how big the companies are getting and everything, and you know they're like, oh well, this is a giant company and this is a giant company, and now you want to be one magnificently giant company. Let's just. Maybe we should reconsider all of that. What do you like? <laughs> what, what do you think, Aspen? Do you think the deal ends up going through? I really do. I think it's going to go through. I think, for the most part, like everybody's concerned with making sure like the marketplace is going to be fine, and I, I think it will be. I know that it is the biggest big gaming acquisition ever, ever. Like yeah. it's not even close. And so many people have already, like, passed on it. I think Brazil passed, Chile passed on it, like, saying, like, it was okay, it's good to go, we're cool with it. Um, I think, of course, Sony is 
it's upset. the last count i think was four four countries yeah it's like, it's like passed, four or five passed, now yeah past it so it's not really that many and it they're kind of like if you look at the list they're kind of like lower in consideration than the ones that are arguing right. against it yeah, That's I mean, the, uh-huh. the, the two big dogs that you need to make this deal happen, Aspen, are the ones that are arguing and, and going to put forth a charge sheet, the EU and the United States. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's good. I think they should. And then if Microsoft can address those concerns and everything's fine, I think it'll go forward. I mean, I, I, mean, I could be wrong. No, I see. I'm with you. Ultimately, I think this goes through as well. And and. I don't have a problem with what the EU is doing. I actually like the way the EU is running their investigation. And here's our concerns, and we're going to put forth a formal document, and then there will be a chance for you to address those concerns. The The FTC in the United States here kind of going after it as a, through a lawsuit to, to stop it, I don't think that stands a chance because basically the ground you have to stand on is does this create uh, either A, a direct monopoly, or a potential future monopolistic uh, acquisition, whether that be mobile, cloud, you know, those are some of the bigger concerns. And I think you just lose that fight. I think you, I don't think you can prove that one yet. It's not a monopoly by the current definition of it, and it wouldn't be. It wouldn't even be the biggest gaming company overall when it's all said and done. So you lose that argument right off the bat. I think the FTC's, you know, hoping to get a walk. You know, <laughs> pitch four balls and. <laughs> And and let's make some concessions and let's call it a day. But so ultimately, I I'm, I agree with you. I think it absolutely goes through. I don't think there's enough of a reason for it not to, which is what they would need. Or maybe it won't. I don't know. Here's a couple of weird things. Um, <laughs> why did I put this here? Why why did I say this was weird? I think I might have linked the I wrong article. Know. Yeah. What what was this supposed to be? Yeah, so there was. It is not weird that NetEase laid off the employees that worked on the Blizzard stuff after the Blizzard partnership end ended. That is not weird, Mike. I, it's just. I'm pretty sure it's just like a quirky that sense of humor gone thing. Earlier, yeah, that should have gone earlier, probably like right after we discussed the other stuff. Yeah, um, so I'm scrolling through MMOBomb.com right now to see like what articles are right by that one. (laughs) 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 Because we're absolutely professional. Um, There's the Destiny 2 player. Oh, there. Wow, that actually worked. A Destiny 2 player character mysteriously vanished last week. This is weird. See, now you're with me, Aspen. Now you're with me. Yes. You're like, okay, that's weird. That is weird. That is weird. They just logged in and their Titan was gone for no reason. No banned messages, nothing. Aspen, you wrote this up. What the hell was going on here? Yeah, so the uh, the player logged into his account. He, you know, his Titan was there to start. And so he like clicked on his account to load everything. And then he got a black screen. And he's like, okay, that's bizarre. And then when he went back to the player screen to choose like different characters his titan was completely gone and the poor player went to reddit and kind of explained his situation he's like oh my goodness i logged on my player's gone i don't know if bungie will be able to get the character back i don't know what happened but they had a lot of obviously gear and stuff that they worked really really hard for legendary equipment um and thankfully the community with all of its upvotes it got seen by the people working at Bungie, and they were able to 
do a search and rescue and they got his titan back <laughs> <laughs> they like it was like apparently cute it was like this all hands on deck thing too like they had to call in a bunch of teams and staff members <laughs> to come in and rescue this one long tight or one lost titan couldn't find him they said nobody else was impacted by it because uh, then the rumor was, you know, a bunch of people had this happen and the Bungie team was like, no, we, this didn't happen. You're fine. We got it all fixed. Nobody's nobody's missing. Uh, I likened it to Alice in Borderland because I just finished watching that when I tweeted it out. I was like, they rescued him from the Borderland. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> we, we got it's the like Titan back. It's like the scenario where the kid gets trapped in the well and everybody just comes out to try to get the kid out. <laughs> I, I like I like to cows in chat. Look, I really feel for the kid, but you best believe I ain't coming in on my day off for this. <laughs> You're tight and we'll look at it Monday. <laughs> we'll look at it Monday. Uh, in other weird news. Uh, Rocket League finally said something publicly yesterday about the uh, bots that have leaked into the competitive online scene. So if you don't know what's going on here, the short version, there is a group of uh, modders that program Rocket League car bots. You can then take those bots and load them into Rocket League offline. It does not allow you to use them or even remotely use them online, but you can take them into 1v1s and 2v2s with your friends through a LAN connection to train against a bot that is, you know, champ difficulty or diamond difficulty, whatever you want. Well, there's a second group that said, what if we could actually get a Rocket League bot to train itself through AI learning algorithms? Instead of programming behavior, you tell the bot what's good and then let it play umpteen bajillion games in a isolated gym environment and learn how to become good at it. Well, it worked. <laughs> it worked. So then they took the bot and gave it back to the first group and said, if you want to put a version of this up on your website so people can play against it like they can your other bots, this is like a god-tier bot. And it is. It's very like you can cheese it in certain ways, but it's very, very, very good. Here's the problem. Somebody took the bot and reworked all the software on their own, made their own client, forced it into Rocket League to be able to queue up online in competitive queues. So there were god-tier bots in the competitive queues for days. Well, months, actually. It was late last year. It was like late November into December last year. Psyonix finally made an announcement uh, saying... We've banned a ton of people. They're gone. We're working on an anti-cheat software uh, that will be coming soon. We'll have more details later. We've added cheating back to the report tool for users. Doesn't mean we have them all out, but now we're, we know what to look for. Uh, and they did go back and say, hey, until we are able to fix this, could you not release any more god tier bots <laughs> at the moment could you just not do that uh and the rocket league devs or the modders were like yeah yeah we won't we won't release anything so it was it was a little dicey it was a little, so now rose not only are most players better than me but now the bots are better than me too now the i know i was ex <laughs> i was expecting it to be like and now they're these like little cars are sentient and they've learned how to love like <laughs> 
there's a Rocket League car wedding queue and you're invited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, last up, look at uh, this. If do you do either of you remember this MMO? Honestly, I didn't at first. I had to go look it up. It's been so long since I'd seen it or covered it. Uh, and this is Dragon's Dogma. It was an MMO by Capcom based on that IP, which I was familiar with, but I didn't remember there was an MMO. I vaguely remember talking about it at some point. Well, vaguely. it's trying to come back. And by trying, I mean, of course, fans have gotten a hold of this and are making a fan-made project with an Engli English translation so it can come out west. It's going to take years to finish. going to take years to finish. And that's if Capcom doesn't, you know... Slap them around Sue with them. a C and D. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Slap them around with a C and D. Uh, yeah, Magic Slinky. I did not know the MMO existed until the news of the private server came out. This was a while ago. Yeah, it was years ago. Dragon's Dogma is a great franchise. I totally forgot about its MMO, Aspen. Totally forgot. Totally. Yeah, forgot. I only knew about the franchise. I didn't know there was an MMO. Yeah. And apparently in many, many years... We might have it back as long as Capcom doesn't find out about it. <laughs> you know, writing about it probably <laughs> means Capcom's gonna find out. Did we? Did we blow it? I think we blew it. I think we blew yeah, it. Yeah, we, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, uh, not just us though. I'm sure there, you know, are plenty of other sites. Yeah, there's just a few. Just a few. I mean, it's. <laughs> I love when fans do this type of stuff. I wish. Like we talked about Duelist uh releasing their source code, counter counterplay, counterplay games. I think that's them, the original Duelist. Um releasing the source code for Duelist and just saying do what you want with it. And we saw that with Paragon too. Like I love when companies do that. They're like, hey, we're done with it. We're not making any money off of it anymore. We don't intend to make any money off of it anymore. <clears throat> Here, do what you will with it. Uh, obviously there are some IPs you just can't do that with because there's so much like you could never do that with Warcraft right there's just too many interconnecting movie rights and merchandising rights and you know, all that type of stuff so th there's kind of a limit on how big the game can get where that's still a viable option to do but yeah I, I love stuff like this uh, I hope Capcom just leaves it alone I hope Capcom just leaves it alone but we always see, like the particularly the Japanese and Chinese companies and Korean companies, very, very Korean, uh, very, very strong on shooting these types of projects down. Aspen, all the time. It's really it makes me so sad <laughs> because I feel like so many great things could be made, especially with you know Japanese and Korean IPs, because they've made so many wonderful things, and it's so different from you know, a Western audience's standpoint, but yeah, yeah it's probably going to be shut down. Let's slide over and go do the weekly bombs. Uh, Magic Slinky saying, I'd rather them get found out now than years down the line when it's like ready to come out. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, that's, that's fair. That's fair. I'm just gonna give an A bomb to the state of the video game industry anymore. Like, just lately, it's it's hard to have fun and just enjoy freaking video games anymore. They either like have these 
absurd monetization policies. Like, you can't get excited when anything's coming out because most of the time it comes out broken anyway. Like, you don't want to pre-order anything anymore because that's, that a process has just been abused to hell and back. You got the... The internet basically going after devs. There was an article I, I read this week, Q, that was like, yeah, one of, in surveying game industry employees, line-level developers, graphic designers, not execs, that type of stuff. But um, one of their big concerns is, like, threats from fans. Like, just, like, it's such a mess from all angles right now. You just, I, I just miss the days of being like, oh, that's coming out? I'm super excited about that. Let me go wait outside a GameStop for a midnight release. Like, the, those were the days. And I know that makes me old, but you know what? Fine, I'll be old. What do you got, Q? It was almost going to be the exact same thing. <laughs> you want to go to a midnight release, Q? Let's go to a midnight release. I'll pick you up and we'll go to a midnight release. I mean, we'll have to stand outside till nine in the morning when the place actually opens, but we'll I still mean, call it like a midnight release. The, the uh, yeah, like there was just I don't know. I mi I miss the days of just writing about stuff that I'm excited to be happening in games. Like every time you send me another Blizzard piece, I'm just like, oh god, why <laughs> why do I have to write this again? Why do I have to keep putting this stupid little disclaimer on the bottom of this thing because Blizzard hasn't cut their shit together yet? Like and you know like. So mine wasn't going to necessarily be like I didn't even think about the the threats aspect from the audience part. I was just like, game companies, please get your shit together. We would like to write about your games, not about your nonsense, not about you treating your employees badly, not about like the third strike this week or any, any of that shit. And this is all important stuff to write about. I would just rather write about your games, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like. Quit being yeah. stupid and make good games. That's all we want. Yeah, I've I've talked to friends of ours at various game companies where things, whether it be Blizzard or Riot or Ubisoft, where you know things aren't very good right. in the media right now, right? Where it's just like bad story after bad story, and you've got those employees that are just like, could could we talk about the new patch? We're so excited about what we put in this patch, and uh, you know, and we got these good things going on, and it's like we would love to. It's not just you that would love for us to cover just that stuff. We would love to as well. We got into games media to talk about games, not talk about you touching your employees while you're all getting drunk around cubicles. That's not what we got into this for. So, yes, we would love to join you on that front. What do you got, Aspen? I'm going to actually change mine to Ooh. a dub-omb, yeah, for the nostalgia of midnight releases. <laughs> <laughs> I have swayed you. Because you said that, and like, like endorphins just ran through my whole body. I was like, oh my gosh, midnight releases, those were the best. They were. And I totally forgot about them. They were. When's the last, what's the last one you went to? Uh, I think I was working a, I think the Pokemon, which Pokemon game was it though? Oh, there's been so many. Maybe it was Magic Slinky in chat. The last one was Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh, that would have been a great midnight. <laughs> yeah, it would have been. Yeah, it would have been. I went to uh, like the the last personal one that I wanted to go to and and did was Final Fantasy 12 on the PlayStation 2. I have been to a few after that. They kind of started getting phased out. 
but I went to a World of uh, Warcraft expansion. Well, I don't remember what expansion. I think I went to like two of those. More for my brother Havoc, who was very, very big into those. Pantheon Plus, Madden. What Madden? Do you not? He doesn't. Madden. Pantheon doesn't want to give the year. I wouldn't either. <laughs> I think the Just last thing Madden. I went to was for the Wii. A Wii wow. game had a midnight release? <laughs> yeah, that's what? What Wii, Wii game? The, oh, I guess like, it would be Smash. No, not a game, the system. Oh, the oh, system okay. itself. The system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To to do not even did not even to pick not even the release but to order it and it was it was here and here and like we worked next to I worked at this place next to the GameStop so we were buddies with everybody at the GameStop and he was like okay you need to be the, the assistant manager was like you need to be here at this time right so we're there we're all standing around waiting everybody's playing stuff on their DSs and shit right we're getting along and then the moms show up and the line <laughs> of moms. Knew- I already knew exactly how many people would be able to do a pre-order because they had sent it in an email at some point. So I was like, okay, 18 and I'm standing there going. And the moms <laughs> in the back are being like really bitchy. And they're like, well, you know, who's gonna like, so like complaining. And I was like, uh, so they've only got 18 and um, yeah. And you're 19 <laughs> lady. And, You're 19. and y'all were like 22 and 23, so y'all can quit fighting and go figure out how to get Timmy their game somewhere else and just leave us to our business. And then the the it was they're like, yeah, whatever. And and the manager comes up and he's like, All right, I've got some tickets here. And if you guys don't get a ticket, then you just need to leave. <laughs> and he yeah. just passes them out. And of course it stops like two or three before the moms, and you're just like, Told ya. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> as far as like working retail, I worked the PlayStation 2 release and the Xbox release in retail at Best Buy. Yeah, if you just ever wanted to hang yourself from the rafters, that's absolutely the time to do it. It's absolutely the time to do it. To Cal from chat saying, to bomb to having nothing to A-bomb this week. This week was a good one for me. Nice. Flynn says, to bomb to Croft Manor in Power Wash Simulator. Speed run when... Yeah, I we put, talked about that on the relic grind at the tail end of it last night. It was <laughs> Tarkov just rolled his eyes. He doesn't appreciate it. Uh, from the viewers on YouTube or on MMOBomb.com, Timothy James chiming in saying, uh, an A-bomb to all the hate from Troy on Skull and Bones, a debomb to Anthony for the positivity on Skull and Bones. Having played one of the closed betas, I totally agree with you on where it could go. There was enough where I could say that this would be a good game, especially if I played with friends. It has the bones of a great game, (laughs) pun intended, and if they properly support it and continue to add content, I could see it being that. I also see people waiting in the starting area with their battleships, waiting for noobs to row their first dinghy out, ruining it uh, for a lot of people. So I recommend starting on a PvE server if you're going to wait to purchase the game. Uh, and you know, I, I don't disagree with Timothy, and I've said that on the show too. This could be a good game. It could end up being something that a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, we look at like we do No Man's Sky or Sea of Thieves, where they really, and even New World to a certain extent lately, right? It comes out and it's got it's got a nice set of bones, but it doesn't have the meat around it yet. Uh, and maybe it shouldn't have come out yet, but it has to come out now. So this is what it is. And a few years later, my biggest concern with that approach is I don't think Ubisoft is in any financial situation or interest situation to give the game time that it would need to get there. That 
is my biggest concern. And I do think launch days and launch months are going to be a fiasco and bad reviews and all that stuff. So that makes it harder to get the impetus to keep going when it's, you know, reviewing at a 50, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Q, go ahead. Take the next one. Bladozer. EA finally got what they deserved for acting and treating their customers like that. This may need some uh, qualifying comments. Uh, now what I expect is going to happen soon. Glad to finally see that Ubisoft will bite the dust in a little too, seeing these big companies finally not making that much money anymore because of their stupid decisions makes me so happy. When they need to reconsider the entirety of what they are doing since they fucked up, does it make me laugh a lot? Yeah, it was like financial stuff we were talking about last week. And of course, the whole Ubisoft, you know, redoing their expectations. Go ahead, Aspen. At Harv Guy, Bless is back. It's mobile. It's got NFTs. What could go wrong this time? Yeah, I don't. I just think if you have, <laughs> Troy would love that. But yeah, you just don't put the name <laughs> Bless on anything. Like even if it's Bless related, you come up with a new name. You come up with a new name. Uh, Box saying, Weekly Bomb giving an A-bomb to Overwatch 2 for the current event going on. It's one thing to make every character even more broken and annoying than they were previously, but then you make it a free-for-all deathmatch instead of a team-based one. Blizzard, what were you thinking? I'm assuming that's the Gods event that's still going on. That That's the free-for-all one, right? Either of you remember that? I think so. Uh, question of the week last week, what MMORPG or multiplayer game do you just not like that you're sick of hearing about how much you should play from players who actually do like the game or your friends? You, you could also read that as what popular MMO or multiplayer game do you just not enjoy, even though many do, and why? Timothy James chiming in saying, uh, question of the week, honestly, I haven't found any popular MMORPGs that I absolutely hate. It's just always came down to the thought that I spent so much time grinding in WoW, so why grind here? So not necessarily an MMORPG that I don't like, but a feature within them that turns me off of them quickly. Then we're going to fill your bags and sell you inventory space. Two that immediately come to mind on this are ESO, Elder Scrolls Online, and Neverwinter. Other than that, I would say I love those games, but the collector in me absolutely hates them. Uh, do we think that maybe Timothy James is an alternate Jason Winter YouTube account uh, that we just immediately went after the inventory? Just immediate. But yeah, I absolutely agree there. Go ahead, Q. I mean, to <coughs> you know, all fairness, Jason's kind of right about inventory and games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Box, question of the week. Definitely would be Elder Scrolls Online. I've given it more chances than versions of Bless that have existed that Troy so dearly misses. Uh, between the gross monetization of how segmented content is in DLC packages to just how unfulfilling the overall combat felt. I love the heck out of the Elder Scrolls games previously, but ESO just fell so flat on its face. Yeah, it's definitely a love it or hate it MMORPG. And even though I do love it, there are aspects as go back to last show. I kind of tore it apart for some of its monetization stuff over the past two years. Uh, And I hope some of my eagerly awaited games, you know, avoid those types of pitfalls. Um, Yeah. Finish it up, uh, Aspen. Cyber Psychosis says Final Fantasy XIV. A couple of reasons. Global cooldown, moving cancel spells, systems outdated in general, no voice acting, story just a bunch of text, 
It get good at 50 hours. Why do I have to invest 50 hours to reach that point, etc. And basically it feels mediocre and requiring a subscription makes it even harder getting into it. Yeah, the subscription barrier is 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 one for a lot of people regardless of of game. They just look at it as an outdated mechanic. I'd rather pay a sub than 99% of the free to play schlock that that uh, is out there, but there's some good ones. There's some good No voice acting. That one's a little weird. Like, I get the grind at the beginning. The global cooldown is something you're just going to be okay with or not okay with. Moving, canceling spells. If you, you know, kind of like more action-y combat where you have that move movement. Outdated systems. Yeah, there's still, you know, to this day, a few different uh, high-level systems that are just outdated because they're built on that old architecture. And we got to wait for them to constantly phase out they've been cleaning them up the no voice acting part i that one i don't get there's i mean there is less i guess there is less i guess in the yeah it's not every character voiced or like an elder scrolls online is but the main story you know most of those cut scenes are voiced maybe they're talking about out of out of cut scenes they might be talking to you about your character not voice acting. Which oh, for me, maybe too. Yeah, I'm maybe happiest. Too. I am happiest when my character is not talking. Yeah, and in in the original <laughs> Realm Reborn, and even into Heaven's Word, the the voice acting was a lot more minimalistic than it is in the the more recent expansion. So, <sighs> hey man, it's my game still. It's my game, but uh, Takal said I didn't answer the question a week on the last video, so here goes. Put it on the videos from now on. Um, the game I don't want to play no matter how much you tell me to is WoW. It's been out since 2004. If I cared, I would have played it by now. Stop asking me to play it. <laughs> uh, Wait, are there people still asking people to play WoW? I, I guess. I guess. Um, Ninja Pan is saying that person got a skill issue. It doesn't take that long to hit 50. Okay, Patrick says true. <laughs> yeah, it certainly doesn't. Take it doesn't now. It's a lot faster than it used to be. Um, I th they were saying fifty hours in, yeah. in, in their comment. They weren't saying level fifty chat. They I said, think what they were talking somebody about. Somebody said is it gets good after fifty hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think what they're talking about is getting past post ARR because that's what most people complain about is the story up to post ARR. Mm-hmm. So I'm figuring that's probably what they meant. So I had a question of the week that said, hey, like, given the state of the games industry, what company would you actually want to go work for at this point if you were actually in the game industry and why? Does it come down to, like, working on your dream or favorite game, the company itself or whatever? And if you want to answer that one, by all means, go ahead. But I think we've stumbled across a more important issue. Magic Slinky, go put it in the YouTube comments, please. Um... Or, or on MMOBomb.com. That one pays the bills, so go there. Um, the I think we stumbled, Aspen, on something more important. What was the last midnight release you went to and why? Give us a little a rundown of your experience. Uh, what what were you buying? What was the event like? Was it fun? And, and would you go to one if they still had them? Or are we just, we just passed that now? I don't know. I don't know. Let us know the answer to either question of the week in the comments below. While you're there, don't forget your weekly bombs. Dub bomb for something good, A bomb for something bad in the world of gaming or just life in general. We'll be back, of course, next Friday with another episode of the Always Online podcast. Until then, Aspen, where can everybody find you? You can find me across all socials at Rose Hapa. Cute. Still on Twitter, Quillen. 
<laughs> not really doing anything when I'm there. <laughs> I don't remember if I hit the weekly bomb bump or not. Oh, well. Uh, I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at MMO Bomb, where you'll know every time we go live with a stream, post a new first look video, giveaway, news article, and so much more. Until next time, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. <laughs> <laughs>